clarified his mission to love and to live and to be an example for all of us and all who would follow him. But what makes this passage even more significant was when you consider when it was, it was given, when, when this interaction happened. It was some 2,000 years ago in Palestine. And when you think about who this passage was spoken to, it was spoken to the Jewish community at that time. It's significant because the Jewish community was founded and, and, it, and it built itself for a couple of thousand years on what was called the Law of Moses. Scholars have estimated that there was about some 613 or so laws that were in the law of Moses. And for the Jewish community, it was important. It was part of their religious practice to obey the laws. That's how they could become righteous. That's how they could be, be right in God's eyes. And as you can imagine, trying to fulfill 613 some odd laws is a big ask. It's a hard one. They weren't into clarifying the ask at that time. They were into just putting out those laws. And then they had more laws that were designed to explain each and every law. And, and the whole religious system became incredibly oppressive and complicated and almost impossible. Really, it was impossible for anyone to be able to fulfill the law of Moses. And so there was a drive within the community to try to clarify which laws really mattered, which ones were more significant. And you can see this in this interaction with Jesus, that they even come to him and they want to find out what does he think. And they're thinking that this nobody from Palestine up in Galilee, a bad area, uh, the sticks, so to speak, how would he know? We've got an expert in the law. He's going to be able to show Jesus and his faults. And so he asked Jesus this all-important question, which is the greatest command out of all of those? And Jesus, in his normal fashion, blew their minds and has blown the minds of people ever since by summarizing the entire law into really one commandment. I know he says two here, but it's really one. And that commandment is to love. Love God and love others. You could imagine any of the air and the steam and the moxie in those Pharisees went right out the room when Jesus said that because he just showed that he was miles ahead of where they were at. He knew what he was talking about. He understood it. Of course, he was the author of the law. But he summarized it into a phrase, into one word, love. Love God and love others. And that's really where our mission comes from as Christians today. We want to love God. We want to love others. We want to love and live like Jesus did. And so today is an expression of our love. We're taking a minute here. In just a minute, Gio's going to lead our thoughts in communion. And we're going to spend time connecting individually with God, taking the communion together. And then afterwards, we're going to love one another. We're going to have a great day today with just this big harvest party and enjoy each other's company and express the love of God through each other and to each other. And really, you're going to leave here today glad you came. Better off than you were when you got here. Now, I know, and I'm going to talk to the children for a minute, I know that you might have to stand in line to go down the big giant slide. I know that you might get kicked in the head in the bouncy house on accident. It's just an opportunity to love each other. For the adults, I know that there's going to be a food line at some point. 
And I know you're really hungry, and you're going to want your food, and you're going to want it now. But it's an opportunity to love each other. So with this in mind, I'm going to turn things over to Gio. He's going to lead our thoughts around communion. And then afterwards, I think Karen's going to come up. We have a few brief announcements, and then we're going to enjoy a great time together at the Harvest Party. Thanks, Joe. That was amazing. That really was. You know, love is one of the most powerful human emotions. You know, love is what people will die for. And that's exactly what God intended through Jesus. That he would come down because he loved us so much, he wanted to figure out a way to get us to him. But yet we have all these problems in our lives, all these sinful challenges. And this is why the cross is so powerful, it's so important is that he loved us enough, and he loved us first. But he sent his son down for us to die, so that we may live a new life. That's why the death, the burial, and the resurrection is so important when we celebrate communion. Yeah. Not just that he died, but he resurrected. Yeah. That is huge. So let's bow our heads, I'll say a prayer, and we'll pass the elements. God, thank you for love. Thank you for mission love. Thank you that we can love you and turn around and love each other. And God, we are looking forward to having fun today. We're looking forward to expressing our love through the enjoyment of food, yep. the enjoyment of, of bouncies, the enjoyment of candy. I pray that the sugar levels will be at an all-time high. Amen. And we'll express our love in radical ways. Amen. But we love you so much for all the fun you give us as Christians. It's in Jesus that we pray. Amen. <laughs> So you should have a, a cup, a communion cup. The ushers were passing them out. They look like this. On the top is the uh, wafer, and then on the bottom is the juice. Whenever you're ready, just peel off the first layer, take the bread, then the second layer, take the juice, and you can have a minute to pray quietly. If you need a communion cup, raise your hand because there are some we have. We can get them handed out to you.